0: Well, without a doubt, the 2022 midterm is uh, the first uh, experiment back to, uh, uh, for Americans when they go to the polls since the 2020 debacle. Here is the first time we will vote and uh, we'll see how all that goes. There are definitely a lot of nerves in the country. This one you can feel. Uh, a lot of tension uh, and uh, people are really juiced up, but it's an exciting time. It's also a very exciting time when we get to do it all over again here, friends here. A welcome into the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, big program today. Uh, Sydney Powell will be on with us for an extended interview just a little bit later in the program, talking about all the races and, uh, and hopefully the, we don't see election fraud, but we'll be talking with her. And joining us on the top of the program now is uh, Douglas Mastriano, Senator Mastriano, that is, in Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, we're we're dealing with uh, really Senate races, we're dealing with uh, congressional, with local races and some really major gubernatorial races in the country. And Pennsylvania is right at the center of it, without a doubt. Uh, for a lot of reasons. And at the top of that ticket here is uh, Mastriano uh, running against Shapiro. And of course, uh, you see Oz and Fetterman is also big news. Uh, Senator Mastriano, welcome to the Voice of the Nation, sir.
1: Thank you for having me on. And this is just not a usual gubernatorial, because I'm cognizant there's a lot of mouth. There. But this does have national consequences, you know, not not just because of our historic si- significance of being the place where our nation was birthed in 1776, But more importantly, Pennsylvania, a lot of people don't realize, is potentially an energy powerhouse. We're we're sitting on centuries of of natural gas and coal, high-quality anthracite coal, and oil. And uh, with a Governor Mastriano who's pro energy here, we could help drive down inflation and help provide for our energy needs nationally to get us off of foreign uh, sources. And so th- this would have a huge effect. And, and I'm not asking Joe Biden's permission to do this here. On day one, we're going to drill and dig like we've never done before. And our goal is to become number one energy producer and exporter yeah. in the nation.
0: You know, uh, what you say right there is very important, having strong governors and heads of state, because really you're running for the chief executive of the state, which, as you say, has uh, major national implications. But more governors need to stand up to the federal government. That's one of the biggest problems we're having right now,
1: uh, sir, is federalism is taking back the power into the states, is it not? It, it is, it is actually, exactly true. Uh, people look through my credentials here, you know, a lot of far, foreign service in the military, 30 years, 12 years out of the country, working with NATO and many other allies. And, uh, but you know, I was asked uh, years ago, well, you, you'd make a great federal senator. But after sitting through the shutdown in 2020, and with heavy handed policies of Governor Wolf, I realized that, that, that the person that could affect crime and law and order in a state, the person that provide for uh, energy production, the state is not a senator. So yeah, in the Senate race, you know, between Oz and Federman, there's a lot of talk about crime and energy, but there's there's not a a, a tittle of a thing that they can do to help us with that. And that's a governor's business. We, we saw Amen. Ron DeSantis and how he made a difference. Imagine in Pennsylvania, Governor Mastriano, with hmm. all the p- powerful energy resources at our disposal, here, we could really turn things around. And my goal as governor, my policy is to become the Florida of the North.
0: Oh, I love the sound of that. I love the sound of that. In fact, your quote on energy, you say Pennsylvania will drill like we've never done before, Uh, was a quote you were just saying here uh, today, in fact. uh, so, so energy is a big deal to Pennsylvanians because I mean gas prices and just being able to heat and cool the house. And of course, coming through the winter, the heat will be a big deal. Uh, energy hits me; it's a it's a kitchen table issue. I mean, this is a big factor economically. Usually, the economy is what people are going to vote on. Is that the case this time? You think in
1: Pennsylvania? It absolutely is true. And and thankfully, Democrats have run on on policies and ideas that people don't care about. They're still running on abortion. They're still running on insurrection and the dangers to our democracy. Meanwhile, look, and this is not a spin. I I don't do spin. I'm a retired army colonel. I've traveled this entire state, every county several times, and the people care about in the southeast is crime and law and order. I'm in Philadelphia right right now. They wanted to hear about that and not about those other issues Democrats talk about. Uh, The rest of the state, they want to talk about taxes, inflation, cost of living, and how we can make things bearable and drive down taxes in our state. I mean, it's it's really not that hard. And guess what? Governor Mastriano can affect that. Yeah,
0: you know, I want to talk to you about crime right next here, sir. Uh, I've seen the report with uh, ABC News that just released you being in uh, Philadelphia there. And you say, and I quote here, on day one, we'll become a law and order state. Talk about crime in Pennsylvania and uh, the, the challenge of many there.
1: Yeah, it's it's disgusting. My, my opponent is Shapiro. He is the attorney general. and It's been his job for six years mm-hmm. to get control of law and order. And instead on his watch is more than double. It's unsafe in Philadelphia. Let me give you some statistics here. Uh, there was a shootout in the corny, a corner of Kensington and Allegheny in Philadelphia. And uh, nine or ten people were, were shot and killed. Uh, we had a 15-year-old boy killed uh, yesterday in Philadelphia. We have a 1,000 carjackings, 4,400 burglaries. I mean, it's, it's just insane. Homicides, 562 uh, last year. That's more than double when Shapiro became our, our attorney general. Uh, it's out of control. Fourth highest in fentanyl deaths in the nation. It's a tragedy. So, Governor Mastriano, it, it, we are going to be law and order. We're going to search police and assets, special prosecutors, we're going to end this revolving door on crime. My, my opponent has released about 10,000 criminals early. I mean, it's sick. This guy does not care about the people of Pennsylvania, especially the minority populations, because if he did, he would do something to protect the people. And the irony is, he tweeted out two weekends ago, yeah, we need to do something on crime. I'm like, dude, that's been your job for six years. Are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> no, really? <laughs> So, well, it, it
0: always gets a little more apparent closer to an election, you understand, you know? Yes. Uh, <laughs> when the people are going to speak, that's when it becomes really, really apparent. Now, uh, on the, I mean, you, you're dealing with, you, you just think about it here a moment, Doug, and you think about, Between the economy, uh, between the energy uh, and crime, I mean, those are three significant areas that a governor of Austriana could make a major impact to
1: Pennsylvania. We're talking quality of life here. You know, in the army, one of the areas I try to help our our allies, especially in the Baltic nations, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, was was, how to solidify their economies against, you know, Russian extortion and blackmail. And, And the key was energy. And the Lithuanians back when I was still in the army, you know, they told me, you know what, Doug, you're right. We're going to get off Russian oil and gas and we're going to build a liquefied natural gas terminal off of Klapita their port in the Baltic Sea. And we want to buy it off of Pennsylvania. Well, they had not yet been able to, to buy all they need off of Pennsylvania because of failed policies by our failed governor and attorney general. But they named the ship in honor of Pennsylvania because we are a partner state with Lithuania. They named it the Independence. I mean, those kind of people, we need that help. And so, and there's a report that says that there's a, about $100 billion in European money, energy money waiting to be had. Pennsylvania, we could get that. I have a vision to have a pipeline to uh, bring our natural gas from the Pittsburgh area to Philadelphia. We're going to open up a modernized liquid natural gas terminal there and open up a refinery there. And it's going to bring in billions of dollars, great jobs. We're going to have an economic revival and renaissance like you've never seen before because of these revenues. Yeah, I can hear
0: it in your voice. You are truly excited here uh, on the uh, eve of election and I can hear it. Uh, I, mean, I I'm sure. I, yeah, no, I mean, all listeners can hear that. You have a, you 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 just have a uh, there's a juice and an excitement to your voice that uh, you know you, you just know the difference it can make. There's another issue on the on on the ballot I want to talk to you about that is so important, Senator Mastrano, and the and that is education, parental rights. Now this has become, I mean, this has really become. Uh, You never mess with mama beer, first of all, okay? And this has become a massive uh, issue all across our country. And and it's, you know, clearly been exposed now because of what took place in Virginia here. Now, I want to speak about Senate Bill 996. And this, uh, Pennsylvania, could become the 16th state to reaffirm parental rights. Uh, If this is signed into law, if it gets to your desk and your governor, uh, this could be the case Speak about the importance of parental rights education and that Senate Bill 996, please.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting that the Democrats are waging war against the parents of Pennsylvania. And I guess it should be no surprise because during the shutdown, they, they knew better than parents on how to educate our kids. <laughs> and uh, my opponent wants to force a vaccine, the jab on, uh, um, on kids without parental consent. Uh, he also wants a uh, he has been together with the school union that's endorsed him. Uh, in spouse the idea that gender confusion is okay and uh, not to tell their parents we we had a hearing four moms four mama bears from the southeast testified under oath in the pennsylvania state senate that their kids were having gender games played with them and they were asked by the teachers or the indoctrinators uh, not this not to tell their parents about this here. Uh, privilege games, privilege walk- walks are being held in schools to shame people, of different skin color. Uh, there, there's graphic discussing books in, in uh, elementary ed that, that if you and I shared that with a minor as child services would come after us with a lawsuit. And so no, that, no, the parents know better uh, on day one. We're going to have a Senate bill that we're going to sign into law, but on day one, we're going to reaffirm parental rights. Uh, the parents have the last and final word in their child's education, uh, CRT and any other, you know, woke ideas will be over. I'll be directing my secretary of education to see to that all the schools remove that from their curriculum. And also I'll be directing that all the schools post all their curriculum online for, full transparency and accountability for questioning and, and for uh, answering. They need to be held accountable. Schools were spending over about uh, $20,000 per kid, $30 billion a year in wow. Pennsylvania, wow. and uh, it's collapsing. We're failing. We're the 12th most expensive in a nation. Before COVID, we're, we're ranked 28th in quality. The higher the number, the worse. I believe we're actually probably in the 30s or 40s now. And so it's it's time we get a bang for a buck. And finally, if, if parents want school choice, I'm their only choice. Josh Shapiro is paid and owned by the school unions who are an enemy of school choice. They don't want competition. They they want an exclusive market here, and that's unconscionable. You know, the bluest of blue areas, Philadelphia, they agree with me on this issue of school choice. They want to, be able to send their babies to schools that are safe and give opportunity. Right. 88% of the parents, 88% agree with me, and I think we're going to break a lot of the vote in Philadelphia. Well,
0: and let me ask you about when you just said the bluer of bluer. You know, when it comes to these sort of issues we're talking about here, Senator, and we're speaking about um, – uh, you know w- with the kids, your education and you're dealing with basic uh, economic issues and challenges. I mean whether you're blue or red or, or purple mm-hmm. or, or whatever, these issues all matter and yeah. people are going to vote. this election feels a little different. I guess the question I would ask you sincerely, have these uh, far left uh, policies have they oh, and these politicians have they overplayed their hand, I wonder?
1: Yeah, you're actually directly correctly on target because, for instance, they don't know when to stop. We're in an election cycle and still in the midst of this, we we passed the bill out of the House and Senate to protect female athletes from being dominated by male athletes. It's just not fair physically. I mean, the fastest female in the world joiner. Uh, she, she can be outrun by male athletes. It's just a it's a biological difference there. Follow the science we're told, and that uh, we had a vote in the Senate. I sounded like a radical feminist on the floor of the Senate. We need to end male domination of female sports. You know, you know, and rolling back fifty years of achievements in the title nine. And I actually stopped in the middle of my remarks and looked over to the Democrats. And said, Where are the feminists? And only one of the twenty one Democrats voted with us to protect female athletes. That's how radical they've gone. It, my opponent is so radical that he fought so hard last year to get boys in a girl's bathroom and when when he wasn't satisfied winning with this dangerous idea he uh, fought against the people of virginia and this time last year a girl in Loudoun county thanks in part to my opponent shapiro was raped in the school the school board tried to cover it up and in, in that instance the dad confronted the school board and he was hauled out in handcuffs are you kidding me and so yeah they have gone too far they're just drunk with power and they, they think their ideas are, are so pure and righteous when they are dangerous and hurting our girls Yeah.
0: And I think people are starting to see this. Uh, They clearly, I mean, I I do really do believe, uh, Senator, they they have overplayed their hand. And I think people just, I mean, no matter where you fall in the ideology political uh, aisle, uh, people do want uh, safety for their kids. I mean, that's not a Democrat or Republican problem. That's, that's, you know, that's a that's a light problem. (laughs) Let me finally just ask you in the final moments here about uh, genuine. Now, I'm not talking hype here. Uh, I'd really like to know your sensibility. Uh, are you concerned with election fraud? Uh, sincerely now, uh, are you, what, what is the concern level that you're looking at, both in Pennsylvania and nationwide, please?
1: Yeah, I, I do have concerns about it because I mean, obviously any decent uh, legislation we passed out of the House and Senate was vetoed by the governor. We did make some headway. It's not going to be as unsecure as 2020. But eternal vigilance is the price. And so we have uh, most of the polling stations will have men and women on the ground being there for transparency and calling up our attorneys if they see any shenanigans. Uh, part two here is that don't be part of the problem. You know, if, if you're complaining, oh, Doug, I don't know if I'm going to go vote because, you know, I'm not sure my vote won't count. Well, then you're part of the problem. That's exactly what the Democrats want. So you have to get out the vote at a minimum and we're asking you to do more than that and bring some friends and family with you as well because we need to overwhelm the system so to make up for any shenanigans that are going on out there.
0: Okay, and finally your heartfelt thoughts and your final message uh, to Pennsylvanians, how do you really
1: feel here, sir? Uh, Pennsylvania is the heart and soul of the nation. It's the Keystone State. We hold the key to the future, you know. So much has gone wrong, there's a lot of races out there, but this gubernatorial race is more important than the Senate race or any other race in the nation because Not only the promise we have from God being the seed of the nation, the holy experiment where the light of liberty was lit in 1776 or a new birth of freedom at Gettysburg after that terrible battle in 1863 or in 2001 on 9-11 with Flight 93 and Todd Beamer Let's Roll. We hold the key to the nation's future spiritually as well, but also economically as a potential energy powerhouse. Under my opponent, our energy sector will be shut down and closed and dominated by a radical green agenda. Under Mastriano, we will be the leading state in the nation economically. We'll become a net exporter of our goods, providing it not just to New England, but to our NATO allies as well and making the world a bit safer and getting us off of Russian oil and gas overseas. So this is a key choice. And finally, for the future of freedoms, for ourselves and for our kids and grandkids here, this is the crossroads. We're between tyranny and a new birth of freedom. And so I do know people tomorrow are going to show up in overwhelming numbers and help us take back our state and restore freedom for future generations.
0: All right. Now, correct me. Your website is uh, Doug, the number four, com. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. Thank you.
0: Doug, number four, gov.com. The next time we speak, uh, Senator Mastriano, uh, potentially, and we Godspeed, it will be Governor Mastriano, huh?
1: It's going to happen with people's help. Godspeed, sir. Good luck. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Many of the polls, uh, which we'll get into. Are showing that uh, Mestriano is in for a fight of his life. Uh, I mean, it's pretty well across the board. They're predicting a real struggle for him. Uh, as an example, the, the notorious uh, Nate Silver, the uh, five thirty eight uh, site, has uh, Doug Mestriano three and one hundred. He wins of the model. You know, uh, Josh Shapiro ninety seven and one hundred. So they clearly show the favorite to be Shapiro. In that particular case there, and about in all cases, actually, uh, the other one that uh, actually um, uh, became very relevant in the 2020 uh, race was the race to the White House uh, site, that poll and there. Uh, they also show uh, Shapiro with a 51.6 poll and average and uh, Mastrano 40.6, uh, unsure 8% in that poll. And, and looking at about all of them that I've looked at just today uh, are pretty well showing the same thing. Uh, and I'm looking at others reflective of what they're saying, but there's an underlying point to this. And there's a narrative that is put out there. Many of these polls, as we've discovered prior, are they're, they're falsehoods. They're incorrect. and And instead of being used to measure the temperature in that particular area region or polling, they're used to uh, spice it up, if you will, to flavor it, to get the result they want to get to. And that's not difficult to do for a whole host of reasons uh, for many, many reasons. And uh, you know, the way they, what questions they ask, the way they ask the question, who they're asking the question to. And the other big one is who's participating in that question, that poll, that poll, is a huge factor i mean that just even even makes it irrelevant at that point if it's not if any of those things aren't correct case in point uh here's a this will get you right here the daily beast for instance okay so right today in pre-election area here just the day before their their headline pollsters have no flipping idea what's going to happen this election, and of course they use the they use the real f bomb there, which is what the Daily Beast is noted for, uh, which is how they think they get a rise out of you get your attention. Uh, this is interesting. It says if the pollsters and handicappers end up being spectacularly wrong on election night, there's one group that won't be too surprised: the pollsters and handicappers themselves. Yeah, the 2022 20, midterms could go exactly as modeled, a 20-something. Now, what they're saying here is a 20-some-odd seat pickup for Republicans, okay, uh, in the House, right? And maybe a 51-49 GOP Senate. They're suggesting that the Republicans would take both in this particular case, but very barely. I mean, those are my, my, minor um uh, adjustments, But, you know, again, the House would be significant enough, no matter what the victory is there to change the politics, to be sure. Senate will be a tougher battle. Uh, but they go on to say the Daily Beast. But the people who watch these races, the closest are also warning. They might be wrong in decisive ways in either direction. So so let's take a few moments and talk about this. And then we'll have Sidney Powell on for an extended conversation to talk about some of the things we're discussing here the state of the race and uh, and also the potential of election fraud. That's the underlying uh, point in, in uh, of all of these discussions. Is you know the the honorability of these elections, how much fraud will there be, and how many accusations of fraud will there be? And as I'll pose to Sydney and ask her the question, you know, what if that is sweep and they take many of these races, the Republicans in the House and the Senate, to gubernatorial? Will the left cry? follow and election fraud, which would be quite interesting because we've seen that flip. Uh, That'll be some interesting headlines, don't you think, you know, coming out of the uh, 2022 midterms, you know. So according to Dave Westerman, the U.S. House editor at The Cook Political Report is another one. The big problem is that response rates suck. That's what he says. Response rates suck. And he goes on to explain we're down to 1% of the people on a good day who are willing to talk to a pollster for free. This is what he was telling the Daily Beast now. I mean, think about that. Down to 1% of the people on a good day, on a good day, that are willing to talk to the pollster for free. So let me ask you out there, do you talk to the pollsters? Would you do that just the same? Uh, Because I I wouldn't, and I don't. And how many of our listeners would talk to them? And so... They go on to say right here what I suspect what I I, I've actually stated this to you a couple of months back. Actually, part of the issue is that Republicans seem less and less inclined to answer poll questions. And another part is that pollsters are being less transparent about their methodologies to correct for those type of difficulties. (laughs) Exactly. We are in many respects, they say, stumbling through the dark with headlamps and flashlights. Making shit up is what that means, you know. Uh, And we have a vague understanding of where these races stand, but there are bound to be surprises. Well, back to Mastriano and Shapiro. Godspeed, that'll be one of the surprises right there, Um, the governorship there. It's a total order because Pennsylvania has traditionally been, as you know, a blue state, but clearly we've seen from the last uh, election or two, the remnants of that have been turning far more purple and, There is a lot. And, you know, with these reckless policies and the way this has transpired across the country, uh, you know, all bets are off people. I mean, people kind of get some common sense and grow a brain. They're liable to vote, uh, you know, (laughs) for their pocketbook and uh, the Constitution. Uh, Republicans have turned it off. They're not paying attention. They don't want anything to do with this. And that hence is the problem of why you can't really believe any of the polls. So this election now is, uh, bottom line, in the hands of Americans and will be decided accordingly, my friends. And that's what it's going to come down to right now. But listen, when it comes down to the issues, I mean, it has been a train wreck. Uh, The left have trashed the country. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's like a confetti party after a big election. It's a mess. I mean, someone's got to pick their shit up. Uh, And get on with it. And uh, that's the problem. We can sit and make up stuff all day long, people. But when it comes down to really an impact of your life, you're going to vote like your life depends on it, because it does. It absolutely does. Well, uh, Sidney Powell will be up next here in this fascinating conversation. Uh, We'll uh, we'll get to a lot of information, a lot of uh, data and uh, talk about the race. Another thing that could impact the quality of your life, friends, is this uh, winter season coming up and the viruses and the problems of this, what they call a tripodemic, the respiratory problems, the the, the RSV, the uh, viruses, the influenzas and flu and, you know, influenza and uh, the COVID, the, the, the variants of that that are still out there as well. The uh, best way to fight that, my friends, is the UX4 stationary atomizer. UX4 stationary. Incredible product. Incredible product because it's the power of HOCl, hypochlorous. You put that in the atomizer and it puts a, a dry mist into the room that kills the pathogens, the flus, the influenzas, the re- all those diseases, SARS CoV 2, you name it, superbugs, whatever. Mold, mold. It's another problem. All that stuff. That, you know, uh, breaks down and, and really wreaks havoc with our systems, our immune systems. The way to fight back back is this brand new product. Now, they've had great success out of Japan with this product. It's the first time it's in our country, by the way, the UX4. So, but you just plug it in, put the HOCL, the product in it, and let it run. Let it rip. And it'll keep the air clean around you. If you've got people in and out, things happening, no worries. Because that's where the pathogens are in. They're in the air, folks. That's where they're. It's not going to land on your table or your surface. That's not the problem. It's in the air. People breathe it in through the nose. That's why we talk about nasal hygiene and all that stuff. But this is a great product, the UX4. Now, this is really affordable. This is available for every household should have this. And this product, you can get 15% off, by the way, using the code OUTLOUD. How cool is that? All right, so go to genesisofoggercom forward slash out loud. Check out the UX4 atomizer and get the 15% off their product and be safe and keep your family, loved ones safe as well, friends. That's how you do it right there. Take a look at the whole, all the host of products back at americoroutloud.com. We have best in class without a doubt here, friends anyways go the extra mile keep your loved ones safe this season it's a lot of uh, turmoil out there and a lot of potential for uh, catastrophic problems to be sure well my fellow Americans here we are on the eve of a massive election uh, I'm excited gonna have the uh, extra bottle of wine out I think or uh, popcorn machine flow and then just have a grand old party as we see the uh, the results come in for the grand old party I hope so. Uh, we'll take it up next with Sydney Powell in an extended conversation with uh, with Ms. Powell, and uh, really excited to bring that to you. Uh, stay right there. We'll join you just on the other side. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com.
1: and receive a 15% discount on either Falker with promo code
0: OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. My fellow Americans, this is Malcolm Out Loud. You know, a few years back, I was in corporate boardrooms offering counsel to business executives worldwide. It was important and demanding work, but out of the corner of my eye, maybe like you, I was watching some dangerous trends in our nation marxist teachers and professors brainwashing our children a media that was not just biased but complicit and overly partisan an offshoot of the democrat party even and the progressive culture that was shutting down even violently any voices that challenge these radical ideas and tactics well americaoutloud.com was born at that very moment Well, it was a challenge I could no longer ignore, and I joined forces with some of the nation's most influential voices to bring you the real news and discussions that Americans need to hear at this crucial crossroads in American history. It is a fight for the soul of humanity. America Out Loud Talk Radio is the voice of liberty and justice for all. So Sydney, we are on the fear uh, of a I mean, just you can almost hear a pin drop in the country, it seems. Nerves. I, I, I mentioned nerds. Uh, I think people have a sense of the importance of the moment. Let's start there at the moment. Pretty pretty big election coming up here, huh?
2: I, I think it's probably the most important we've ever had. I think more people realize that than ever before. So
0: let me give you a couple of headlines here. Uh, ABC News says Americans express broad concerns about the risk of political violence. NPR says concerns of violence grow as Election Day nears. Uh, uh, One of the Nevada paper headlines says threats of voter intimidation, extremist violence cloud the midterms. CBS News says NYPD warns polling sites remain potential targets for extremists. How legitimate do you think these stories are really in the sense of this? And, and what I'm wondering is, you know, here's a, um, a bit of a quandary I have. In, in 2020, we remember the media and the DNC used COVID as a tool to promote fear which created a toxic environment and a fertile ground for really, I would say, voter irregularities at the very least and outright fraud, many would say. Uh, they don't have COVID this time uh, around. I mean, the, the rules have changed. So last election, the game was to promote vote in Sydney. I mean, you remember it was vote, vote, no matter how you vote, vote from the graveyard if you have to just vote. <laughs> Uh, Could it be this time since the country has been trashed now, there are no policies that are effective, that the DNC needs something to run on? Are they trying to suppress the vote with these stories, I wonder?
2: I definitely think that's part of the plan. They are aware that more people are furious in this country than ever before. They've been harmed some irreparably by Biden's policies, the Obiden regime, as I call it. And people are planning to turn out to vote in absolute record numbers as they should. That's exactly what we need. We need to overwhelm the polls with people who want to vote on Election Day and vote for Republicans. And I think all this media is is part of the setup for whatever that they're trying to do. They're going to blame it, of course, on uh, white extremists and far-right extremists. They ignore and did ignore, of course, Black Lives Matter and Antifa and all of their horrible violence.
0: Yeah, it, it appears there's always a narrative. There, there's always some sort of a narrative if you watch uh, how the media, uh, how they squirm through some of these stories. And it changes. And And I was wondering because you know, I I don't think there's anybody listening who would say that they have benefited by the policies of this administration. There's nobody I know. It doesn't matter whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent. uh, You've been hit with these kitchen table issues that are most important. So there's nothing really vibrant to run on for this administration. Now, in this uh, story that Politico has, listen to the way they frame this. They say, In areas of the United States where pro-Trump supporters spurred lies about the outcome of the 2020 election, including where (laughs) local officials have recently reported (laughs) incidents of voter intimidation, law enforcement is adding additional security to poll locations and ballot boxes. Now, I'm getting a very odd, strange feeling at this moment coming into 2022. What do you say?
2: Uh, I agree with you. Well, I mean, they've they've flat said outright that Trump supporters are dangerous. Biden himself, I believe, said that in a recent speech. It's outrageous since Trump supporters that I know are the most law abiding people and constitutionalists you'd ever want to meet.
0: It's a fact you never see violence uh, around the MAGA people that I've ever seen, but you surely see it with with the uh, with the far left.
2: No, all you have to do is go back to Trump rallies. And remember, we finally found out that the Democrats were paying people to go start fights at the Trump rallies. It wasn't Trump supporters doing it. It was paid agitators. And and the Democrats will stoop to nothing to try to stay in power.
0: Well, that's what I was wondering coming through this now, because, you know, you knew a couple of 60 days ago, 90 days ago, They were grasping because, again, the the track record of effective policies for Americans is zilch. It doesn't exist. I mean, they have decimated the country. Really, what I would say, Sydney, is they've trashed the country. They've completely trashed everything from the economy to our energy uh, to immigration. Everything has been trashed. So there are remnants uh, that uh, reek of a third world country all around us. And how do you run, uh, you know, a masterful campaign? And if you notice, there's been a lot of um, uh, there's been a lot of space between President Biden and the candidates. He's not he's not capable of being out on the uh, voting trail. You see, they have Barack Obama out all over the weekend
2: here. (laughs) I saw that and it didn't appear to be very well received at all. There's nothing they won't stoop to to try to stay in power. So I I remain very concerned, but I encourage everyone to get out on election day and vote. Vote straight Republican this time. All
0: right. So if the Republicans are successful and flip both the House and the Senate, here's a quandary for you. Will the Democrats scream foul? Will they call for election fraud?
2: Oh, uh, I, think, I think they will. I think they're already setting it up to do that. And and the irony is that they're the ones who first made the allegations of vote flipping and machine fraud and a person in an unknown location doing uh, running a secret server to change the votes. They did it back in 2004 when Bush won Ohio. I think you have an article on your website about that.
0: Yeah, we do. We do.
2: So, but isn't that
0: going to be quite interesting once the votes are counted? I mean, I think this is going to be a very telling moment. Here we are, a constitutional republic, that uh, we would be at the center of both sides calling for election fraud, uh, which you always see in other countries. You see that a lot of, well, you certainly you see in a lot of third world countries and a lot of others as well. What does that say about our country, though?
2: It, it is such a mess and so inconsistent. It's If they do that, then it will be that there was fraud in every election except the one where Trump lost. <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it, it, it doesn't begin to make sense. But, but nothing they do makes any sense. None of it, not a single policy they have makes any sense unless you consider the possibility that all they want to do is grow government power, which they control and and continue to engage in corruption globally to line their own pockets.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's take a look now. Let's step back a moment and talk about the state of the race right now. Uh, Let's start with the House of Representatives. So we have a lot of different reports uh, about what that will be, first of all, do you think that will uh, unequivocally turn red? I mean, do, what, what's your sense of, and what kind of victory are we talking there in the House if it happens?
2: I think we will definitely gain enough seats to control the House, or should. Uh, I mean, again, Malcolm, we're we're presupposing here that people turn out in enough numbers to overwhelm the cheating, because there will still be a massive amount of cheating. So the trick is to to overwhelm it on election day. And we'll just have to see. But the the sentiments of the country are totally against the Biden regime.
0: Let me ask you, there's a lot of people I know, uh, a lot of Republicans, in fact, a lot of other independents even that are involved in poll watching this time around. And in fact, there have been groups, even MAGA groups and others and even Trump and other groups who have formed, I understand, groups that are training people how to poll watch. Uh, with a spotlight on it right now, uh, a lot of the um, and this is a, you know, this is interesting because a lot of the shenanigans that were pulled in 2020 and aren't they aware that eyes are really going to be in tune to what the numbers are throughout that night on uh, on November 8th? Do you think they're going to try to go too far with this? Or do you do you think they understand that this one, they're going to take a bath?
2: I don't know, Malcolm. I just don't see them giving up power. The, the fraud in the past election was just incredibly blatant. I think we'll, there will be places where it's equally blatant here. I really have no idea what to expect. Yeah, yeah.
0: You said the key thing right there a minute ago, uh, which I uh, you put it in context pretty good actually. I don't see them giving up power. That that really makes you think, doesn't it? You know. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, unless they have another plan that they're coming back with something else or they think some I I don't know, but you you valid point. You know, at some point, the light bulb has to go off with Americans, and I'm speaking of independents, moderates, and even our beloved Democrats that are not Marxists that are still back in the the JFK Democrats. These people who truly love our country but may have a different ideology or political belief, which is really all American. We're not expected one political party everybody to act the same or vote the, the same, uh, but it's it's this Marxist global world economic forum turnover where they're trying to turn America
2: into just another third world shithole. Exactly. I don't see how it could be put any better. It's I mean, extremely concerning. Yeah.
0: All right. So the numbers in the House, I'm seeing that people are saying the victory margin and there could be as much as 70, 75, 80 seats. Do you, is that too uh, aggressive or do you think it's possible?
2: Well, I think that's entirely possible if the votes are counted properly.
0: You know, that's if they're a not. Huge if. If they're not, isn't there going to be an out- I mean, I see this kind of a, and, and let's talk about there's I, I see this election as being a deal maker or a deal breaker. If those votes are not counted properly, I think there's going to be outrage from sea to and sea, Sidney Powell. I think there's going to be cries for I don't think the I don't know. I don't see the constitutional uh, Americans standing down this time. I think there will be uh, something will happen. What do you think?
2: Well, look at just what just happened in Brazil with Bolsonaro, yep, yep. the 40, 49 plus percent, 50 plus percent election result that they all believe is fraudulent. It's going to be a very interesting election day and night. And I think some Democrats are already saying, you know, the vote tally won't be in for several days. They're trying to lay the groundwork for some of the same crap that happened in 2020.
0: Yeah, that's very concerning what you say there. Yeah, because I've heard those same reports uh, saying they won't be able to count the vote. They need several days. And of course, as you know, from prior, that allows time to manipulate the system,
2: correct? Correct. And there's still the black box of voting machines that they refuse to allow anyone to inspect. Yeah, yeah. All
0: right, beyond the house, what about the United States Senate? How how comfortable are you? There's a lot of these key races now seem to be coming back the other way more toward uh the uh the, the Republican party. Are they able to take that Senate back and to do anything? It would not just, you know, you you really don't want a 51 seat majority there. You really need to have a because some of the Republicans are rhinos and vote with the Democrats on key issues. So you really need a, a 54, 55, 56 majority. Can they- they they do that with the
2: Senate? I I think it's entirely possible. Again, we've got to encourage everyone in earshot and everyone in earshot needs to encourage everyone they know to get out and vote on election day. Yeah,
0: yeah. So the Senate could happen as well. Gubernatorial races, there's some fascinating races right now. There. What do you think in Arizona of Cary Lake, by the way?
2: Oh, I, I think the world of Kerry Lake. And while we're on this topic, on my various social media platforms, I am putting out messages this week of people I recommend be elected. And Carrie Lake was one of the first ones that I did. I'm on Getter at Sydney Powell and on Telegram at Real Sydney Powell. And I would inc- ask everyone to find my social media, uh, Getter Truth Social. I'm on all of them, and you'll see the endorsements of people that I think should be reelected or elected. And Carrie Lake is high on the top of that list. If you watch her, it, it, her performances
0: have been amazing. I mean, she speaks
2: from the heart
0: uh, and doesn't really even need scripted notes. That takes real talent, as you know, as a politician. Well, she's a journalist. Uh, yeah, she's quite- a,
2: she's just an, she's an American citizen journalist who is exactly the kind of person that needs to be elected. We're supposed to have a citizen government, yeah. and we need our citizens to get active again. That's the reason this country is turning back to the way it's supposed to be at, in various pockets, and people are going to be watching the ballot boxes and trying to prevent the stuffing that happened last time, I and mean, there's all kinds of good Americans that have finally gotten off the sofa. I mean, conservatives, by and large, always follow the law and do their job and take care of their kids and work two or three jobs to make ends meet and get their kids to school and pay their taxes. And they've been busy doing that when the Democrats have been busy infiltrating, or the communists even, have been busy infiltrating everything and, and trying to destroy us. But I think there has been a great awakening, for lack of a better term, in this country of how bad it has gotten and people are getting to work to fix it, which is exactly what it's going to take. It's going to take every good American citizen who loves God in this country and wants to make things right to get active in in, in our government. We're supposed to be a citizen government.
0: Amen. Amen. Isn't this going to take more than just one election? This is going to take several elections to fix. The damage has been so severe and so swift and so to the gut of Americans. Uh, This is going to take a series of elections, is it not?
2: I think it's going to take a generation to clean all the algae and stables that need cleaning.
0: We're seeing that across the board right now uh, when you talk about a generation shift. Uh, Before I leave that point there with uh, uh, Kerry Lake I mentioned, I I just I'm curious as hell about this New York race with uh, Hochul and uh, Zeldin. You think Zeldin pulls it out?
2: I sure hope he does. I really like Lee Zeldin. I have known him for I don't know how many years now. And he he is a fighter, and his heart's in the right place. He's another one that I am recommending be elected. Oh, and yeah. by the way, I also have a federal pack. It's called DefendingTheRepublicPack.com, and we are supporting candidates in particular races and trying to make a difference, especially in the close races.
0: Yeah, yeah, there are, there are a lot of close races, but they're tightening up even more. Some of those ones that were out of sync. And, you know, another tell sign, Sydney, is that a lot of the uh, Democrat royalty, uh, they're visiting the usually traditionally safe blue states. Uh, that is a that is a tell sign, isn't
2: it? It really is. Uh, from what I heard, the reports of Obama's efforts to support particular candidates was a royal failure.
0: It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, let me go here now with you. You, you just mentioned a generation to clean up some of this mess here. Did you see this report? Uh, it for the, the, this was fascinating as hell. The House Republicans released a 1000 page report alleging the, polit- the politicization of the FBI and the DOJ. And the whistleblowers are saying the FBI is rotted at its core in, uh, and and so talk about misconduct, all the things about the FBI and the DOJ. So they they just released this, uh, and they obviously know they're gonna get the power back. And so they've released this in light of the election, very timely, just been out there about a day or so ago, a couple of days ago. What do you think of this report?
2: They could start with License to Lie, Exposing Corruption in the Department of Justice, <laughs> which came out in 2014 to get a clue as to what's going on in the FBI and the Department of Justice. I would ask everyone in your audience to read it if they haven't already. Don't believe that it's not available. You can get it at sydneypowell.com. <clears throat> but it's it's an absolute must read to understand what's going on in our country. And it's probably a lot less painful to read than <laughs> the, the House report. Although I know the House report is very important.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this, um uh report is going to lay the groundwork down for activities to come obviously uh that book you mentioned your bestseller license to lie is in the america out loud bookstore friends and it's on the front page as well any bookstore you can get it at uh sydney you know i i have a thought for you here once you read that thousand page report potentially and then combined with your knowledge already in the first bestseller potentially there's a second book coming out of this thing once they start to fix the problem what do you think (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I, I need to write the book on the corruption I saw in both entities representing General Flynn, and and then there's the whole election saga that I need to write a book about too. I got, I need another lifetime.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's the problem we have. Is uh, well, they always say in life, you know, it's funny, uh, Sydney. If you really want something done, or you you want to get something, only give it to a busy person. Exactly. Right. that's that's a that's a tool I use in my life all the time when somebody tells you they're too busy it usually means they're not interested but uh, because busy people <laughs> oh because you know you know busy people make time for everything that's important correct
2: right uh, there comes a limit <laughs> I've found a limit <laughs> you
0: found a limit all right. I, I gotta, yeah. let, all right while I've got you here now I've got to ask you about uh, mansion. Uh, this was explosive. And just on the verge of us coming on, it happened about a day or so ago. This was on Saturday, actually. This, this is striking. I mean, now tell me what's behind this because there's a lot of psychology in this next story. And I find it fascinating that Manchin is still a Democrat, by the way, the headline on this one is Manchin demands Biden apologize for outrageous cold comments. Now, now, and and he says time he learned a lesson now sydney this is on the verge of a critical midterm election and you've got a, a united states senator in your own political party and ideology supposedly although that's questionable come out with a scathing rebuke of the president and his policies he and he says this mansion senator mansion democrat says this i quote It seems Biden's positions change dependent upon the audience and the politics of the day. Politicizing our nation's energy policies would only bring higher prices and more pain for the American people. This is uh, his comments on Saturday demanding President Biden apologize for saying this is what he said. Coal plants all across America will be shut down. He said in a, in, a, in a statement just days before the midterm elections. And then uh, you, you ever seen anything like that? I mean, I've never seen quite anything like this. And the senator comes out and rebukes the president in power on these statements. What's up with Joe Mention?
2: I think uh, many Democrats are trying to save their own hides and their party by distancing themselves now from the disaster that they have installed in the White House and and from Harris too in fact i think it was the washington post that did something in the last week or so suggesting that uh biden and harris not run again in 2024 hmm. uh, I, I only saw a, a slight mention of it hmm. but i almost dropped my teeth
0: mm-hmm. well cuz you never see that do you
2: no no yeah. So it, they're laying the groundwork for for getting away from them somehow. It's just, right, right, right. Would you would you clarify
0: Would you clarify Biden and Harris as a frickin' frack or dumb and dumber? Don't answer that. No.
2: <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how, I'm about, just... how about how about fraud and fraud
0: <laughs> could be could be or maybe it should be Thelma and Louise and right off the edge of the cliff I don't know which but <laughs> anyways la- last couple of things in the last few minutes we have I want to just mention it here um you know it always seems to me at a crucial moment of our country uh, Sydney the media puts their heavy hand on the scale listen to this report coming out of Florida uh, this is something else. As Ron DeSantis sails towards re-election, Florida newspapers endorsed Charlie Crist in hopes of ousting the bully governor. We're talking the Miami Herald, the Tampa Bay Times, the Sun-Sentinel, and all of the major publications rooting for Charlie Crist ahead of the midterms. What are they always trying to accomplish, the mainstream media and the news cycle in this? Why not stay out of it at this point? Why do they put the hand or attempt to put it on a scale right on the eve of an election that they know there's no chance of winning?
2: Because the Democrats have created a fascist totalitarian state of which the media and social media are important components. It's not a free press anymore. There's nothing in the regular press that I would ever believe again. It's all part of the propaganda machine of the Democrats and the blooming communists that are running the country now.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the reason we are talking today on Viewpoint. This is how I started the program today, Sydney, talking about our 50th anniversary, in fact. Uh, because of the vacuum that was uh, pretty obvious back in 2016, 2017, when we launched this program, uh, which uh, was about a year uh, after the birth of America Out Loud, which was birthed in 2016, actually. Uh, and we're constantly seeing these reports um, this other one, what do you make of this Paul Pelosi story? This other one from NBC, by the way, Sydney, and uh, talking about the media, NBC silent after retracting, retracting now. Paul Pelosi report under mysterious circumstances so they had put a whole report out there about the truth when they got to the house they pulled it back and then put a message up that says well this is, doesn't really coordinate with something I'm paraphrasing but it doesn't oh yeah oh yeah you can't make this up it doesn't really coordinate with our um, our uh, news uh, ethics or something whatever the hell the statement was it doesn't really matter so they retracted the statement and pulled it off they didn't want anybody to know the facts what do you make of this Paul Pelosi story
2: it could not be more bizarre, but it is uh, something just i I don't know that we will ever find out what happened there, but it's hard to imagine that any reason that's been given for it publicly is correct. It just makes no sense whatsoever and that home is a is a blooming fortress with its own wall around it i and security cameras out the wazoo that are managed, monitored at the Capitol as well as wherever else. And none of it makes any sense at all. Hmm. Which is why everybody is speculating, which is why
0: the media calls them out as conspiracy theorists, because they don't provide any answers. They don't provide the cam. They don't provide the video, which they normally do. They don't provide anything. And then they question why. Right. Right. right? Yep. I mean, what sense does that make, really? You know, on the Pelosi point, you realize right now, and I just want to remind Americans right now and and uh, tell you, Sydney, speaking about Pelosi, you realize these are the last days of the career, as far as Speaker of the House, of Nancy Pelosi. These are, unless something wicked happens on November 8th, this is, she's uh, what, 81, 82, something like that. Uh, these are her last days in there as speaker. Uh, she won't regain the gavel again after this, I'm sure. Uh, what do you think about that?
2: Uh, that would be one of the best things that could happen for the country.
0: Yeah, she's had quite a run, hasn't she? You know.
2: Yes, and done untold damage.
0: Untold damage, yeah. She's had the gavel a couple of times. She's been massive uh, in size and scope. And um, she's been a money machine for the Democrat Party, for the DNC, to be sure. Uh, but uh, And so she's it, been a
2: money machine for herself.
0: Oh, my golly, yes. Oh, back to your fortress uh, comments. And you remember those beautiful videos of the stainless steel double-wide uh, refrigerator stacked with, what, all kinds of ice cream? Was it Ben & Jerry's or Haagen-Dazs? I don't recall, but.
2: Uh, no, it was neither. It was a very specialty ice cream, that's like $7 a pint or something. I, I'd never even heard of it. And that wasn't the real kitchen. That was the butler's pantry.
1: <laughs> Is that for real? Is that for real?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I did
0: not know that. I did, that was the butler's pantry. I, we could only all be so proud to have a butler pantry look like that, huh? Right. Wow. Wow. All right. Last word to the, to the American people beside voting and uh, what have you, do you, you, do you have a sense of optimism right now? I mean, what's, what's the butterflies in your, in your gut tell you?
2: I would say uh, cautiously optimistic. I know what the American people want, uh, but I know that's what they wanted in what they wanted in 2020 as well and the answer will only be known as we see it play out in front of our eyes. What's the Chinese curse? May you live in interesting times. We we certainly do. We're making history every day. And we've got to pray unceasingly and work unceasingly to get the truth back in our government, to get God back in our country, and to restore this republic.
0: That's a wrap there, attorney Sidney Powell and, uh, oh, gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano, Pennsylvania, and uh, in the run of his life here. Oh, the elections are right upon us now. It's an exciting time here, friends. Make sure you get out there and just tell everybody you know uh, to vote for our Constitution, vote for our energy, vote for our economy. Vote, 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 red, 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 vote. Vote Republicans and uh, all of our independent moderates and Democrat friends, let's bring them over to uh, honor our constitution and respect the rule of law. Uh, That's where we need to be as Americans here. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. Godspeed, America. It's time to get involved and get loud, America.